0: Welcome to Mox on the Mic, your exclusive look into all things Chattanooga Athletics. Here's your host, Chris Goforth. Welcome in this week to Mox on the Mic. Glad to be with you this week and appreciate you making us your first listen every Thursday with Mox on the Mic. Special show today. We're going to talk a little little Hall of Fame, not just Chattanooga Hall of Fame cuz Michelle, of course, is already there. She is now going into the Southern Conference Hall of Fame. And what a tremendous career she had with Chattanooga softball. Runs batted in, total bases. She leads the the program in both of those statistical categories. She's pretty much top five, it seems like, in just about everything. Her name's like on every single page and in every category, of the Chattanooga Softball Record Book. She was a fantastic player, and it's so cool to see her get that honor of going into the Southern Conference Hall of Fame, where she joins some, some pretty elite company. T.O. is in that as well. Regina Kirk, who has uh, been on the uh, Mox on the Mic podcast before. Shannon Womack is uh, is in that Hall of Fame as well, who was the um, the great, uh, cross country and in track and field standout was an all-american here she has been inducted into that and now michelle of course becomes the fourth chattanooga mott to be inducted we got a chance to catch up with michelle talk about this great honor for her well michelle first off congratulations
1: thank you thanks for having me
0: does it look you won a lot of awards during your time as, uh, as a player here at UTC. Does it mean more now when you get recognized for what you did then maybe a little more so than what it means, uh, than, than what it meant to you as an active player, when you got those
1: accolades, I think that the most fun part of getting recognized now as I'm able to share it with my kids and my daughter is five and she's just old enough to kind of get like, Hey, mom played softball and she was pretty decent at it. And, uh, the awards that I got before, it's just, it was cool. I, I, I enjoyed getting them, but the, these ones when I'm a has-been has been been pretty fun. (laughs)
0: Well, you're doing pretty well for a has been. So <laughs> yeah,
1: I did. this one I think I'm I'm getting forgotten about. They keep reeling me back in.
0: Let me ask you: You excelled as both a hitter and as a pitcher, and that is something that I feel like we don't see as much anymore. Why is that?
1: Well, I think that like the pitching is fantastic not that it wasn't when I was playing but it's fantastic now like you see pitchers that are pitchers only that that's all they concentrate on and I had a opportunity to take that route but I figure I only have four years in college like I want to do everything that I grew up doing um and I think that these days you just you see those pitchers that they're just working on excelling in that that one craft and they're doing so well at it the other part is the classic you know you don't want to get your pitchers hurt <laughs> so you don't want them out there running bases and and stuff like that but you you see we well, it in the college world series there were a couple pitchers that excelled in both and so that's that's fun to see but you're right you definitely don't see it as much these days
0: you made the transition from high school to the Southern Conference pretty easily. It looked like two thousand eight Southern Conference Freshman of the Year. What was that transition like? Uh, stepping into being a, a Division one athlete.
1: Um, in the beginning, I think I was just running with blinders on. I was just going for it in the in the weight room that first fall. Uh, it was, I had never lifted weights before college. Um, so that was, it, there was a lot of, of culture shock when it came to getting there. So it definitely wasn't easy. And then when it came to softball, I was like, you know, it's a different level, but I've been doing the sport my whole life. So if I try to go too far outside myself, I I won't do well. So I just kept doing what I'd been doing, you know, leading, leading up to getting into college, which is, you know, going as hard as I can, as hard as I can and, and trying to excel in every aspect of the sport.
0: You had ACL surgery while you were at UTC, didn't you?
1: I did. How did did that injury happen? Uh, so 2010, March of 2010, we were down in Florida and then it just rained. The, The fields weren't in great conditions. Um, I took a throw from our shortstop that crossed me up. Um, and I went to go get it, but my leg stayed in the same spot. And so with that twist, uh, I, I tore my ACL and the ball went by me and my teammates were yelling at me to go get it. And I'm, uh, I'm in pain on, on the ground. Um, so yeah, kind of a different way to have that injury, but um, took that that red shirt that year. I was only a couple games away from not being able to take that red shirt.
0: I've had some people tell me before that have gone through the, the, the ACL injury that they knew it immediately. As soon as it happened, you know, oh, this isn't good. That sounds like that was your experience with it.
1: Yeah, I, I had a lot of luck with – injuries. I, I had pulled muscles and that type of thing, but never something to this extent. So when it happened, I didn't know exactly what had happened, but I I knew that something was off. That's for sure.
0: What was the recovery like for you? Because you obviously, you bounced back in a big way.
1: Yeah, it, uh, it was, like I said, I've never been, I had never been injured up to that point, to that extent. So, it was unlike anything I'd ever been through, um, rehab before surgery, which didn't make sense to me at the time. Like, why am I building this up? Um, you know, they're about to, to put me under the knife. Uh, and then after that kind of navigating, um, walking again, crutches, uh, I actually told somebody recently that was asking me cause their daughter just went through the surgery. I recently, I told him that pool workouts, pool workouts was what helped me out the most. I could run, I could walk in the pool before I could do anything else. Um, and then I had a fantastic trainer. She, she was, she was uh, only a couple months older than me at the time and absolutely got me back on the field. So a lot of credit to my doctors, but absolutely to, to my trainer, Joe, that helped me back on the field.
0: When you look back at it now, I mean, you hit 368 for your career. You set the RBI record. Uh, you almost set the conference mark for RBIs. You were all academic uh, Southern Conference. You look back, I mean, your name is, is, it seems like it's on every page of the record book somewhere for Chattanooga <laughs> softball. What are you most proud of?
1: Wow, that's a big question. Um, I guess taking the leap of faith to just come out here in the first place—I can't put a statistic on it or a number on it, anything like that. I'm—I'm um, I'm most proud of being in Chattanooga uh, to you know play for UTC to meet my, you know, future husband and, uh, move my entire life from California to Chattanooga. I mean, none of, none of that happens without, you know, that, that first leap of faith, that first push to move 2,500 miles away from home. So, um, I'm, I'm proud of a lot that I accomplished at Chattanooga, but actually just getting here and, and making my life here now is what I'm, what I'm most proud of for sure.
0: Now you grew up Southern California.
1: I did Huntington Beach.
0: Well, how much did you know about Chattanooga? Uh,
1: to be honest with you, I didn't even know Chattanooga was a place. My <laughs> world was very small. Um, we were as play, as softball players in California. Your you know your world is you. You got to get out of it. Not everybody's going to be playing at UCLA, ASU uh, Stanford, you know, those, those places that are, uh, power five and super close. And and we all knew that. And we also knew that a lot of, um, you know, mid-major colleges, B2 schools are looking for California players because, you know, we just, we play year round. <laughs> so we're playing a lot. Uh, we, we know the game well. And, um, so yeah, it's, uh, that, that Southern California area is definitely a, a hotbed for softball.
0: How big is it to be able to play year-round? I say how big. How much of an advantage is it to be able to play year-round?
1: Well, I feel like they're doing it more now in the southeast. You know, I when I came to Chattanooga in 2008, I was playing – year round, but I I was only getting a couple weeks off in December and a couple weeks off in August. And it feels like now with high school ball the way it is out in in the southeast and, and travel ball the way that it is in the southeast, that they're doing pretty much the same thing. So you've but you've seen the Southeast grow as far as softball goes as well. So I would say it's a huge advantage. The other part is by the time I was done with my senior year summer I was pretty burnt out. (laughs) I was, I was tired. Um, and then knowing that I had to, you know, get after it once it came to college ball, but, um, yeah, you gotta love it. That's for sure. If you're going to go year round.
0: Yeah. I was going to say we have, I feel like that, that transition has occurred sometime in the South, probably, maybe shortly before you got here to where it is now, it feels like softball, the opportunities for girls to play year round are here now. Whereas, you know, 25 years ago, you didn't see a lot of that. It was, it was in, in California and places like that.
1: Right. And I think that that's why you see in California and in Texas, Um, those are the two areas where you saw a lot of high-level softball being played but uh, yeah in the southeast yeah I listened recently to your interview with uh, coach Kilgore and he was talking about how there was slow pitch in Georgia you know we we never went there if we went through that transition it was before you know I started playing um, in in California but Uh, that, that kind of happened a little bit more slowly out this way, but now, you know, with, with all of these, uh, programs, putting more into their softball program, as far as facilities goes, you know, you've seen a real boom in this area.
0: First trip to Chattanooga. What do you remember about it?
1: Um, I remember the, the buildings because I'd never really be, I'm I'm south of LA where I grew up but I never really visited a city very often. So the the history of the buildings um I mean I could totally understand why they called it the scenic the scenic city. Uh the river was beautiful. So just a lot of Chattanooga as a a place. Um and then as far as the school goes it was the right size for me. I had visited power five conference schools and they were incredibly overwhelming (laughs) to me. Uh, you know, 60,000 plus people on a campus. That was, that was a little bit too much for me. So the, the size of the school while still being an urban campus, um, that really stood out to me as well.
0: Nobody goes into downtown LA, do they?
1: No, (laughs) no, not really. I took my husband when he came out to visit one time and I was like, listen, I don't do this very often. So you better enjoy it because this is probably the only time we're ever going to get to do it.
0: Well, bring folks up to date on what you are doing now. Obviously, you've had a a really successful run uh, as a coach and, and a private instructor and tell folks what you're doing currently.
1: Yeah, so I am a private pitching and hitting instructor. I give lessons out of the Frost facility at Frost Cutlery. Um, so still involved with the the Frost name after playing in Frost Stadium. Um, I am running a couple of I run a couple camps and I'm really enjoying that ever since my daughter started rec ball um, it's really weighed heavy on me to get more involved in that. Um, so I'm doing a couple of pitching clinics for rec ball and that's about it. I mean, my life is still softball, so, uh, I'm really fortunate to be able to still stay in that world and, uh, and love every minute of it.
0: If folks want to get in touch with you, if they want to get their child working with you what do they do
1: uh you can find me on facebook at michelle Lacourse softball and if i have an opening i will definitely get get them in
0: so what is it like going into the southern conference hall of fame like what happens is there a is there a dinner is there an event do you get the is there a hall of fame bus they give you (laughs) of yourself what what goes into this that
1: would be cool (laughs) that would be cool Uh, I get a plaque. That's the last, that's the last thing that that I heard. So, um, Coach Reed has been talking to me about, you know, coming out to the blue gold game, um, maybe handing out rings or something like that. We haven't really hammered that down, uh, pretty hard. So, um, definitely been in talks with Coach Reed. Uh, but I'm, I'm looking forward to, to getting that plaque from the Southern Conference. It's an absolute honor.
0: How important was Frank Reed in your development once you got here?
1: Oh, in, he was so instrumental because I, one, moved that far away from home. And he seemed to understand that and know that. And that was what I found when I started coaching, too in college, is it's so much more than what you see on the field. There's a lot of, you know, plates spinning uh, when it comes to coaching. You are on call 24-7. Um, you know, a kid gets a flat, um, gets sick. You know, you, you are handling a lot of stuff outside and off the field. So I leaned on him and the assistant coaches pretty heavily for that. Um, so I would say like from a, from a mental standpoint, he helped me out a lot. Um, from a developmental standpoint, he understood, you know, he really challenged me as a first baseman because that was where I started out, uh, before I tore my ACL and, uh, I'll never forget him. We had gone around the the horn with ground balls and, I was the last one. And he said, all right, if I get this by you, everybody, as a freshman, by the way, as a freshman, he, uh, he said, if I get this by you, then everybody has to go back out again. I was like, Oh, cause he's a prankster. I mean, I, you know, him, he's, he's, he jokes a lot. I was like, Oh, he's just going to hit me a little one hopper and, you know, candy hop, whatever it is. And he blasted that ball at me. <laughs> and, uh, luckily I, I got it. I didn't cost the team any more reps, but, um, he challenged me every day, and I'll be forever grateful for him for that.
0: What do you miss most about playing?
1: I think that if you ask any college softball player that question, they say the team. They say their their friends, the relationships that they built along the way, and I'm no different. I, I miss my teammates like crazy. I was just in the Outer Banks for my best friend's wedding, who I played with. I stayed in a house with a um, a friend that I played with, Lindsay Styles. It was Jenny Martin's wedding. I mean, my bridesmaids were softball players. <laughs> we uh, it's it, it's a real sisterhood. Uh, I never had sisters. I didn't understand that bond until I got to college, and you know. I don't miss 6 a.m weights. <laughs> I don't miss that kind of stuff, but I think that if you if you ask any former college softball player, they they miss their friends.
0: Were there other California kids on the roster at the same time you were here because that has been a you know it seems like we always have a couple and we have for a long time maybe since uh, Coach Reed's been here, it seems like we've always had at least a couple of California kids on the on the team.
1: Yeah, there were. When I got there, uh, Tara Temby, who was a great shortstop that graduated in 2008. Um, she's from Folsom. So that was Northern California. So our, we, our paths never really crossed. Um, and then a great athlete, another shortstop from my travel ball team uh, that was a year behind me, Jessica Traxler ended up at UTC as well. And then after that, you know, speckled in here and there from Northern California, Southern California. And then when I ended up coaching, um, to have that pipeline, to be familiar with the teams, familiar with the players. Uh you're seeing that now with Coach Durango, the a a California kid as well. Um, it helps to have that California connection on staff, but to go out and get those California players, it's just a different um just a, a different level, a, a different mentality, uh, not necessarily any, you know, better than what, because you see a lot, I mean, you t- talk about this year's team, they were stacked with local kids and had fantastic success. So um, you can do it without California kids, I guess, but uh, they, uh, it is a different, a different mentality. I do think that they bring some great stuff to the table.
0: When you're teaching now and and putting on clinics, are, are there moments when you feel like it all clicks and you kind of think,
1: "Yeah, I could,
0: I could still do this. I could still go. <laughs> I could still go five innings on a on, on a Sunday afternoon if I had to."
1: Not any part of me, Chris. <laughs> There's no <laughs> way. There's no way. I I still pitch to my kids. Uh, I pitched at a clinic. I pitched to 45 kids uh, in a clinic, uh, a couple weeks ago. And I, I told all my kids after that, I said, I'm giving myself two weeks off. I'm broken. <laughs> I can't get <laughs> back out there. So recovery time is definitely a bit longer. Um, definitely got to stretch more, got to hydrate more. So, uh, no, I, I think it would be pretty painful to get back out there. That's for sure.
0: Michelle, again, congratulations on this honor, uh, I think we're all everybody that watched you play. Uh, we knew how special you were as a, as a player, and and to get to know you as a person, I can I can echo that as well. And I'm super excited and happy that you get a chance to celebrate and enjoy this with your husband and also with your kids now uh, and the Chattanooga softball community. It's it's wonderful. Congratulations again.
1: Thanks, Chris. It's been so much fun getting to stay in Chattanooga and receive that award. And again, get to know you personally and uh, as a fan of the softball program. So thank you, It's it's been a blast.
0: Thanks to Michelle for, uh, for giving us some time and uh, enjoyed being able to kind of talk a little bit about her career and her travels from California to Chattanooga. It's gonna wrap it up for us this week. Thanks again to our producer, Tate Johnson for making all of this happen. Thanks to you guys for listening each and every week. As we always remind you, please tell a friend about Mox on the Mic. Make sure you uh, give us a five-star rating. Leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, appreciate you being with us each and every week. We'll be back with you again next Thursday. Until then, so long, everybody. And go Mox! Thanks for listening to Mox on the Mic. Please remember to rate, subscribe, and review. And we'll see you again soon.